This podcast is a 98 Studios production. Hey, it's Christy. Welcome back to Do The Work. Today and every day, we will talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, and your experiences. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Do The Work. We are in the thick of holiday season, and I'm hoping that Do The Work drops on Wednesday are making your shopping, cooking, cleaning a little more enjoyable. If you hear something that you like, will you share it on your social media or send it to a friend or a family member? I'm so thankful for every share, every review, and lots of stars. Thanks for listening. I'm here today with Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, (laughs) also known as Becky, Liz, and Michelle. That makes Christy Cinderella. (laughs) Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) Thank you. I was going to say that, but I thought it'd come best from you. If you all knew how long we've been trying to get the four of us together on this podcast, you'd be clapping right now wherever you are because we finally made it happen. I am so deeply grateful for each of them for joining me today on the podcast. I met Michelle through her parents many years ago when I moved into their neighborhood. And I met Becky and Liz about eight years ago in a class that we all took at the same time. We have become fast friends and I rely on them often to help me see my own fears and distorted thoughts. Just the other day, I sent them a Marco Polo and said, I'm prideful. I need your help to help me see it. And they responded. I didn't think they needed to agree with me so quickly. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's a sign of a good friend. They are wise and fun and empathic. And I'm so grateful to have them in my life. What I'm hoping will happen is what happens on a really regular basis with the four of us is we can have a lot of fun, but we talk about real things. We talk about feelings and there's not a lot of sugar coating. There's not a lot. There's, there's just, it feels real. And I'm hoping that that will happen today. Thank you for being here today. How are you feeling, Liz? So good. Are yeah. You? So excited. Your bio's what? Your friend. I am your friend. <laughs> That's my claim to fame. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Becky, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. You got a cutest white shirt on. I can't wait to, for people to see. I know. It's, it's so best. fun. Okay. So I'm just going to be on. I, I color coordinated us. <laughs> it's, the first time, no it's the first time I've done it, but I thought it was appropriate for our first podcast all together. Michelle, mm-hmm. welcome. Thank you. How are you feeling? Great. Good. Okay. This podcast will drop the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And so often we go throughout the holiday season preparing for family to come in town or or activities that we want to do together or meals that we want to create and spaces, connections that we want to have with people that we love and care about. And that month of November and then the month of December, we get through it sometimes happily and sometimes not so happily, but we we move through it. And there's something that happens for every human through every holiday that we really very rarely speak about. And that's what I've invited Michelle, Becky, and Liz to come and talk about today. And that is our expectations around the holidays. So Gals, what are your thoughts and feelings around holidays, especially around this two-month season of Thanksgiving, Christmas? And if you're another religion, the different holidays for whatever your religion or your belief practice is. Tired? (laughs) Already. (laughs) I think it's a mixed bag for me. I get excited because usually I see people I love and Mm -hmm. get to do fun things together. And it also takes a lot of work to arrange and create moments and experiences. And then it also comes usually with some uncomfortable flavoring comes right through there a little bit. So, True. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Michelle. How about you, Becky? Those are two holidays I love when I think about what they're about. Because when I incorporate gratitude into my life um, and Thanksgiving, I'm more intentional around mm-hmm. gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I love celebrating the birth of our Savior. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes my expectations are that 
it's going to be so fun to just think about gratitude and focus on the same. Yeah, everyone and else can is going to think more? about the same things you are for those holidays. Yeah. And if I keep that expectation that my meaning should be everyone else's meaning that I'm having dinner with or celebrating with and not recognizing what their expectations and their meanings are. Yes. Um, that's where it can get a little ruffled. So if I can focus on my meaning for me, I'm a better me too. And then if I do have expectations to verbalize them. So I love the holidays. I agree with Michelle. It is exhausting. Mm-hmm. But if I can know ahead of time all the things I need to do, then I'll feel less We'll get into what expectations are, but less disappointment or resentment when they don't go as planned. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Becky. How about you, Liz? I think I like the idea of holidays from a distance. Yeah. Like same with like family vacations or something. You know, catch me in April, May, June. (laughs) I've got great ideas and it's going to go off real good. But I get into like November and December and my own expectations and plans start jump scaring me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Groundhog Day at this point. I don't I I think there's something in my own honesty with my own expectations that I've got the Instagram Pinterest reel going through my head of how this is going to go off and come like December 24th I'm going to enroll the whole family like in some sort of I don't know spoiled human camp I don't know not really but I I think it takes a lot of consciousness I would love to say like oh I I stay very focused on gratitude and the savior and it blips across. Yeah. But I get very distracted, very caught up in all the things maybe I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes a lot of discipline to try to stay focused and grounded. I'll tell you if I ever get there. <laughs> I think that's the exhaustion. Yeah. Like I think I am exhausting. I <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a lot of work that goes into it, but I think there's a lot of emotional work. It goes into just the recalibrating. Like, I really wanted this to happen, didn't happen. Or I'm hoping this will happen and then managing if it went well or if it didn't. Like, I just think that constant emotional roller coaster is also a lot of work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a couple of years ago, I remember sitting there. I had bought all the, I didn't even make them. Like, it's not 1950 at my house. <laughs> I bought all the gingerbread kits at Costco. That was my ode to home. Me too. And got all the candy. You know, I'm picturing something very quaint. magical. Oh, yeah. It's a Hallmark movie ready to go. 100%. And we're sitting there kind of like, this is our favorite tradition. It had our favorite feelings of resentment and irritation. <laughs> like, those are the things we're celebrating. And I thought, why do I keep repeating these things that I think are supposed to bring joy or closeness or connection? So I did a couple years kind of switch and to say, it's not the activity. Like it's not going to see the light somewhere or whatever, but I had to ground it to say, my tradition is generosity. My tradition is. It's a principle base rather than. Yeah. And it, it did change so that it wasn't like we didn't have to keep repeating the same thing, hoping that the gingerbread houses brought joy. Mm. But we kind of my intention shifted to try to chase or look for opportunities for joy or generosity. And then the options within that were like so many. I wasn't just tied down to whatever. The, and, and for some people, I'm sure that's great. For me, I had to shift to say, I can pack up everyone in the car and go see all the lights and be thinking like, I cannot wait to get home. As opposed to if we just look for something to practice that kindness or compassion or generosity, then it seems like the availability of of activities are more plentiful. I don't Mm. know if that makes sense. It, it, It makes so much sense. I think what you just tapped on is you know, I like traditions I know, <laughs> and my kids like traditions. And when I stop traditions, it's like, mom, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? And so, but what, what I'm hearing you say is why am I doing the tradition? Yeah. And am I even aware of my expectation around the tradition? That takes some courage. What is the tradition grounded in? Yeah. Is what I heard I you talking right. about. Like, is that grounded in something? Make sure it's hooked to something that's sustainable because mm-hmm. gingerbread houses on their own. <laughs> not going to get <laughs> you. Amazingly, mine. not that delicious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so 
true. That is so true. Now I don't even have to feel bad that I don't do gingerbread houses because <laughs> I tried that. I'm, I'm not, you know, you Zach know my knows. art. Gingerbread houses are a thing. At our oh, they house. are at your house. Yeah. Oh, look, her, did you type. see her face? <laughs> the same type as Liz, though. They're the Costco ones. Yeah, yeah, sure. And there may be a murder on one every year. <laughs> I know I had to let go of those two. So, even within the tradition, there's honest to Pete. My my one son did like a whole scene of like an alligator biting a guy's leg off. You yeah. know, as I'm oh, sitting no. there trying to make it all chummy, and then mm-hmm. I was like, "No, straight to jail for all of you. We're done." <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a really good place to just address expectations. What is it inside of us? So resentments come from unmet expectations. They come from a lot of different places. Pain. I have often through the holiday months found myself on a run crying or calling a friend like, help me. I want to go home and, you know, feel joy when I'm with the people I love the most. And I had no idea that so much of my pain was coming from the expectations I had around what it was going to look like when we all got together or what this activity would mean to everyone. I think you said that, Michelle, you know, we're going to this concert and I'm just imagining everyone loving mm-hmm. it. And all of a sudden I see, you know, one of my kids on their phone or yeah. like, you're not loving this. <laughs> I'm wanting to control we're creating it. like yeah. putting on Christmas music and I'm creating the environment and nobody, I was telling Liz, Brene Brown said expectations are like writing a movie, but you didn't give anyone the script. Yes. <laughs> and so, so true. you're experiencing yeah. like this movie that you created in your mind. Also, nobody, everyone goes off script. <laughs> yeah. Nobody is doing what I created Aren't in my mind. Part. <laughs> yeah. And when you exactly. ask what's an expectation, an expectation really is a story that I've created in my mind for what everyone else. And I have no control over anyone but me. Yeah, and I haven't told them. I haven't told them any of it. Yes. And so, but the script is so good. The script good. is great. Yeah, if you so would just good. follow it, it would this create would be magical moments for all of us. Yeah, that's so true. So the end of the story is what we're going to do is then create a script, mail it out to our family now. <laughs> Have them redline most of it. Here's where your part is. Yeah. So where do our expectations come from? Do we just subconsciously think of them? Because... Again, I had no idea that so much of the emotion that I would feel through different experiences was coming from stories that I had created that I thought was going to happen. So where do they come from? What are your thoughts on that? Hopes. Sometimes like mine come from what I hope it could look like and maybe what I've created in my mind of what an ideal, connected, enjoyable time would be for me without... It's just in my own head. So hopes and dreams and illusions. Delusions. Delusions. Oh, those are always in there too. I think some, I think too, the expectations are like, um, like if I've had an experience where something really was connecting, Mm -hmm. but then trying to mix the potion to recreate, but it wasn't necessarily the experience. It was the feeling of connection that I'm that I'm chasing, mm-hmm. but it gets oh. turned. So like if inside in out. your childhood, you had a, an experience or even a memory of an experience. Totally. You want to, I want this for my kids. Yeah. So I'm going to try to yeah. recreate this. And then again, then the story starts going and the roles get assigned. Well, as soon as I start forcing that, mm-hmm. as I've created this in my mind, mm-hmm. you lose the being present and creating something totally new. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to look like it did. Like you said, the point of it was you felt a, a connection and yeah. a love. and a, So when I try and create that and I expect it'll go exactly as it did, I think that's where it could be an issue for me. Yes. I can remember laying by our Christmas tree playing Chinese checkers with my sibling. And I, who knows if it's real, but in my mind, I could smell gingerbread <laughs> and whatever. If I try to recreate that with my 17-year-old. It's a hostage situation. It's not good. It doesn't bring the same feelings. I'm just like, what is wrong with you? And you've got the potpourri right next to him. I'm not kidding. (laughs) I love chocolate chip cookies and the smell of chocolate chip cookies. So every first day of school, I made chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) My kids never eat them. They don't love them. They don't feel the like, everybody's, we're all safe. Everybody come in and smell the chocolate chip. That's exactly. Okay. 
So what are you, some of your expectations? You've already shared a few, but what are some of yours current and past? And how did you respond to them? And how do you respond? I, I think I'm wanting to help to share. Like you're not bad or you're not crazy if you're frustrated or mad or you want to go hide away in your, you know, your closet when, when things aren't going as you expected. I'm interested. How do you guys show up when you, when you have, I mean, we're kind of laughing like, oh yeah, that's funny. But is it really funny to the people around you? Can they know when you have a missed expectation? <laughs> my kids will say my eyebrows come into the room before I do. <laughs> so yeah, I think so. Okay. So they just see the look. I, yeah. What There's happens? a feeling. I feel, I feel I like agree. I'm keeping it all on the down low, but apparently my <laughs> eyebrows are not on board. <laughs> Your eyebrows are like, no. No. <laughs> I think there's an energy shift, mm -hmm. like a, a feeling, um, especially because I'd say overall, I'm pretty upbeat and happy and excited. And yeah. and then I'll, I probably get a little bit quieter. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to like go through in my mind. I, I oftentimes before I'll try and see what expectations I have because mm -hmm. I'm trying to be like more conscious. And then I'm trying to not react. Yes. Because there's things I want to say. Or impression sometimes I want to get give off that that's so ungrateful, yeah, you know, yes. and in my head. So they can see the quiet and me trying to like process through what's going on, and it comes out more of a response than a reaction. And do you guys have people in your family that will say, "Hey, what's up? I, I saw your eyebrows, or I you've gone quiet. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm curious. I'm gonna start wearing a hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see Liz yeah, with her visor on. We'll know why. Um, sometimes, yeah. sometimes, do they dare? Sometimes I think they're terrified. Of me. <laughs> so I think that's true for me. Like if when, when I have unmet expectation and I'm, the thing is, it's, I'm not aware that it's an unmet expectation. I just think you people, you did not get deserve my love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I go to a place of it's well, you, it feels, not me, but it also feels yeah. personal too. Yeah. Sometimes when you've worked to create oh, sure. something so and then nobody is <laughs> doing their part or, or they even are just not appreciative or even unaware. Yeah. It's like, why do you hate me? Yeah. Why do you hate all of them? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't true. feel that way as much as I did, but there were times for sure in my life where I would just like, my kids are little, they're playing, they're not following my plan because they can't even read the script yet because they can't read the script <laughs> yeah. and i'm frustrated and hurt and taking it personally and i think that's where i had to do a lot of work is realizing so one of the things that when i was learning more about expectations are there are two types of expectations mm -hmm. one is unexamined or unexpressed Brene brown talks about this and the other is expressed and examined and i think that's really the key because if I'm not sharing what my expectations are with people, what's keeping me from sharing that? And oftentimes it's because I don't feel like I'm worth or I'm afraid of the vulnerability of asking for what I want or telling them what I'm hoping would happen. Mm -hmm. And so instead of asking for that, I just try to create it and control people to kind of just maneuver into that that space and and i fall into well. is it isn't this fun do you guys love this this is so fun <laughs> like i'm trying to pull it out of the <laughs> pass out a feedback card to everyone am i a 10 out of 10 <laughs> i just want to make sure honestly and i it is so embarrassing i really do feel that like i want to point out how how fun this is or mm -hmm. or isn't this neat that we're having this experience are you all feeling yes all of these instead of just like i so glad you're here. Mm -hmm. I think there's such a performative feeling like mm -hmm. that we're putting on some type of thing that kind of builds up these not even realistic expectations. What and do you mean? Give like, us a vision. Like you're saying, like you yeah. put on something like, isn't this great? Like, yeah. If everyone wouldn't mind just stopping yeah, and clapping. And since our dear friends Hobby Lobby start celebrating <laughs> Christmas in July, <laughs> that it's like a couple months like stretched out performance. Yeah, you're right. And it's just, I think, terribly miss. It, it's not very satisfying. It's a setup. Yeah. It's a yeah. total setup. Yeah. I mean, I think of kind of even the performance and there's fear underneath that. And anytime I kind of feel that pit anxiety, fear of how it should go. 
Yeah. It's a good cue because sometimes I don't hear it up in my head. I'm pointing <laughs> to my head just so you know. I don't hear it up here, but sometimes I can feel that pit in my stomach of kind of that performance and yeah. the fear of and the expectation of how I want them to respond. So what would you be afraid of? What's What would the fear be? Um, that's a good question. Depending on the situation, I think some of it, they're not going to experience it as this isn't going to go as I had hoped or this isn't going to go as I had planned or they're not having as much fun. So it's either what's wrong with them or I did it wrong. It just goes into a place where I disconnect from being present in the moment mm-hmm. and allowing everyone to have their own experience. For me, I, I go outside of the... And I, I think my fear probably is my kids won't want to be around each other or me or they won't want to have, they won't have these memories to tie them to some. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. We work hard and we want them to come back, don't we? I want my family to want to be together. I want them to want to be with me. And if I don't create experiences, what does that mean about like what would happen if I didn't? So I get where that control comes. Well, then I have to quote unquote have to cue Kleenex the Kleenex cruise Jack (laughs) yeah I think that's a but that's a real like that fear yeah Yeah, that makes sense but I think that's a human thing we want our people to feel love to feel that they're wanted to be there we want them to feel connected to one another Mm -hmm. you know Michelle you bring up a really good point as I work with different clients they'll say you know we have these family traditions But if we don't show up, we're in trouble. And I think that we're in trouble feeling exposes the parents. This is actually not about you. This is about me. I want you here. This says something about me if you don't want to be here. I had a friend tell me a long time ago, and I loved it. She said, we say to our kids, always an invitation, never an expectation. I really love that. Mm -hmm. It, It separates us from the place, that place of... What does it mean about me as a mother and our family? And are we good or bad? To you always have a place here. You are always welcome. Well, and I think part of my process of that, of these traditions, trying to transform how I implement them or what my expectations are around them has been just that. There are signs in my home that say focus on the why. Because it is such a, like, if I can't get to that root of, The why for me to create this is not for you to think I'm great or for me to feel something. It's if I'm doing it genuinely because I love you and I want to create a space you want to be in. And if you don't, that's okay too. I don't want to have people be held hostage in my home. I don't want them to feel like if I don't show up for her in this way, Mm -hmm. then I will reap the... (laughs) benefit or the fallout fallout of that later. So I, I hope that the whole purpose of that is to create something that they want to participate in because they feel that yes, they feel that love or they want to be there. And if they're not available for that, to allow them to have that space to not have the fear behind it. And that requires a lot of work in the parent. That is emotional work that nobody sees. No one's talking about. It's just us telling ourselves the truth. I was going to say, even the words like it's an invitation, not an expectation sound great. Yeah. But internally, that takes a lot of work. Tons of work. Because inviting people to because join you. Because you say them, that and not be honest about it. Oh, like, yeah. right? There I, could still I think be the, most of no the most celebrated holiday tradition is dishonesty. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Tell me more. No, there's. I, I some, think it's that place where it, it might say, "Oh no, no!" Like if it works for you, but then if somebody doesn't come or doesn't show up, so it true. hurts. Well, and I think there's a delineation between disappointment because you want them to be there, yes, and then or the anger or vitriol of some, or, or taking it or, personally yeah, or something, yeah, or something at meanings because it's. I think it's reasonable to be disappointed or or for just sure. miss somebody, yeah, and then there's the space of. Well, they don't love our family or they or like could have called that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And But just even in that shift takes so much internal work and discipline to really have it stay in a place that says this is an invitation and not an expectation. Mm-hmm. And I also think yeah. there's a lot of vulnerability okay. in sharing with them 
your expectation or your, your excitement and your and how much you want it to yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. So often that we pretend like it's not a big deal and it's important and yeah. we don't want to put pressure on anybody or me, but almost because we don't feel like I'm enough to like, I can't ask for that. Like that feels mm-hmm. really vulnerable to say, this is really important to me to have you all here for this. Yeah. Cause what does that mean if they don't show up and I ask yeah. for it? Yeah. So that feels super vulnerable. So I think just the honesty of saying, this is something I'd really love for you all to have. And I understand if you can't come, but I'd really like for you. Or I'll to work here. through with my therapist on, <laughs> on my feelings of why you didn't come. <laughs> I'll get on that, Marco. Every other time you didn't yeah. show up. Just but I, well, just when you're saying to do the work, because it can be so exhausting, but if I don't get to a place where my expectations and my fears make sense to me and I have compassion for all of those mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. where they came from, being willing to kind of look back at where those came from yes. and maybe call and talk or Marco Polo <laughs> about them, then it can kind of stay stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as we're talking about expectations and I don't, I don't want it to come across ever that expectations are bad. They're so human. Yeah. And if we can humanize those and look at them, and have compassion for ourselves and maybe others' expectations, having compassion for them, it allows the experience to change and to come back to the present. You're right. Communicating expectations. Like if, yeah, we might come back around to that. But I like the grace too that you're saying that when we hit all those really gooey parts of ourselves that we're taking things personally, everything to be really compassionate and be like, yeah, that didn't go well. I think I'm going to call a friend. Yeah. 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 I remember a couple of years ago, I called my sister and it was, I think it was like December 20th. I'm not sure what was going on with me, but I had not gotten a Christmas tree. I didn't put one. And I called her and I said, how traumatic is it to children if you don't put up a Christmas tree? (laughs) And then she said, you had construction in your house, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure there was a lot of elements. But she goes, I'm not so worried about your kids, but tell me what's going on with you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, let's talk about the kids. Yeah, but I think, too, it was just that compassion. Yeah. That, and that was really meaningful. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. And I love that you were willing to call and that she was willing to say, hey, I really like that. Okay, so someone's listening to this podcast. They're thinking, no, that's not me. Like, I... I'm just nailing it or I, I don't even really care. How would someone know they have expectations? Resentment, fear, disappointment, pay attention to those. Yeah. But what about people who don't let themselves feel Feel it? Resentment. I I would ask if you don't feel those, what do you feel? Yeah. And if you ever feel uncomfortable, what do you do? Do you distract? You know, do you get louder and try and distract by being funny and loud? Like it's finding how you do, not all of us do. It's a human thing. Yeah. So how do you do it? Not if you do it. Yeah. Or do you get quiet? And I say, I just want to be alone. I just want to write, turn on Netflix or whatever it is. I'm social media swiping. If you, if you're swiping more than normal, I would also look at comparison. Where do I compare? Cause we all compare. Yeah. So those are things to just, to give you more information of where you might feel discomfort if you're having a hard time feeling that. Yeah. I would also say, ask them how honest they're being with themselves. Because yeah. I think to say, I don't ever feel disappointment. I don't check that yeah. just a little bit because yeah. there's something off if you're not feeling. It's a very human part of life. So, yeah. Weren't you saying, did you already say this? Brene Brown said disappointment. Yeah. Did you it, already say that on here? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, just that disappointment <laughs> is the result of unmet expectations. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because Christy, you start, you said resentment is unmet expectations, Mm -hmm. but I think it starts with the disappointment. Mm -hmm. And if we're just willing to lean into that and feel the vulnerability Mm -hmm. of that, just feeling in that moment would keep us from the resentment. Mm -hmm. But resentment is kind of when disappointment goes toxic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause the resentment, then I just almost, then I start having to place blame and then I, it, it yeah. it's a snowball. Yeah. But I think if you're willing to experience disappointment, I think disappointment is probably one of the most because expectations happen for everyone. There isn't anyone going through life who hasn't had expectations for themselves and other people. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, 
there will always be disappointment. And if I'm not willing to look at the disappointment and and kind of unpack it and say, what am I disappointed about? Like, what about this is hurting? And then looking at where those things come from, if, like you said, just leaning into that a little bit to sit in the discomfort of it, then I learn something from it. And then I can do something with what I've learned. But if I just pretend it's not there, it will always spiral into all of those other, the resentment or distraction. I'd use other words if you can't connect to disappointment. I'd say, where do you feel annoyed? Where do you feel bugged? Where do you feel irked? Where do you feel frustrated? um, frustrated? Or where do you blame? And I think about all the different words that maybe one of them doesn't land but find what does land and you can go from there. Yeah. Or even are you, are you withdrawing? Are you isolating? Yeah. yeah. There's lots of, lots of ways to find, find them. That's good. Then what do they do once they find them? So they found, <laughs> I just saw your face, <laughs> the eyebrows. <laughs> Welcome to the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you do when, what, once you recognize and can acknowledge like, yeah, I was hoping for this yeah. to be. I think I heard once that the first emotion of like of consciousness is pain. Mm-hmm. And some of it is creating a capacity to lean into pain and not run from it. Because seeing the places where we are resentful or whatever, it's, it's painful. And to just sit with that. I would suggest starting in very small doses. It's a lot. But I also think, and it is it is a real blessing if you have somebody in your life, you can just bridge that vulnerability with honesty and be like, it was. It felt really disappointing when my son didn't come to, to family dinner, whatever, and just try to sit with the pain because the pain is just there to really validate you and teach you. Yes. But I think being courageous enough to create a capacity for pain and just sit with it, not like double lock your door and call 911 when pain shows up, but make a space metaphorically on your couch for it to just sit and and hear you and validate you. Makes sense why you haven't wanted to feel it. It's like we're conditioned and taught to avoid it um, because it's bad. Yeah. But it's, again, it's human and. Yes. You know, it's, it's starting to embrace it in tiny doses yeah. will help us to progress instead of stay stuck. You know, you're reminding me of an experience. Um, youngest son, Ross, had come home from his mission and everybody was there and we were having so much fun together. And a couple of days later, we were leaving to go to St. George. We were going to go down there and have some fun and just hang out and be together. Well, about the second day after he got home, I was wanting to cancel St. George. <laughs> I had had enough of the love. You know, I, I was just, I, and I didn't want to go. And I, I started my sense like, what am I doing? And I was, I was like finding little things. And finally, when I could say to them, I'm tired and I need help. And I mean, I love my children so much and they're so fun to be with. And when there's more than you, gathering there's food and mess and all the things to consider and as soon as i could communicate like can would you guys be willing to help with this and would someone be responsible for this all of a sudden my desire to go and be and do with them again totally increased but that because they they then stepped into some of those but i communicated communicated their roles yeah yeah. (laughs) the script yeah this is what i need help with this that's exactly vulnerability of asking i need help or i want that's where and then all of a sudden instead of that bridge like that chasm starting there becomes a bridge yes that is exactly right and i was willing to just say okay no and then recognize that's not what i really want and and so the communication was key and what kept you from communicating it? You think? Yeah, just the fear. Uh, well, I didn't even recognize I had fear. I just recognized that I was they were tired. Dumb. Yeah, that's where it really goes. It's like, what is wrong? Like, I raised them differently than this. You know, it always goes back to me, really. And what did I do wrong? What is yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. And when I say that, like, I mean that with all the love. But that's my protective space. Sure. It can't be me 
Could it? Is it, isn't it something that they're doing instead of just saying, Hey, there's a script and you're welcome to like contribute to the script, but I need some help. I, I, and it wasn't that they weren't helping. I'm, this I'm is not, what I imagined this would look like. Yeah. And I kind of thought we would all take parts. Would you yeah. be willing to help yes. me? In yes. This? And I, I guess I thought I, I don't know. I wish they were sitting here because they'd be like, mom, we were totally helping you. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, I'm sure they were, but there was something that was causing me to want to disconnect yeah, and, and almost like, like stop the train. I, I, I'm not doing that. So I think there's also a piece that sometimes we tell ourselves if I have to tell them, yeah. then it's not worth it. Yeah. They should just know. <laughs> yeah. And there's this fallacy around if they love me, mm-hmm. they will know what I need. Yes. And that keeps us in such a protected, but also, resentful place because all of a sudden pretty now, lonely that yeah. yes. telepathy of one <laughs> that's hard <laughs> that telepathy that you didn't not only did i you not give get, you the script you're yeah. supposed to know what i wrote on this paper Golly. and just know what i need if and you that, love me yeah if you really love me you would just know and yeah. i i think of um, my marriage and how often i would think well if you really love me he'd know abc and funny thing was all I really had to do is express A, B, or C. Yeah. And one of the things that I was telling Liz on the way over, the way birthdays were handled in our homes were very different. Mm-hmm. Sean really likes a, a birthday is a really big deal. Like he'll take work off and Aww. it's it's a day. <laughs> and for me, it's just a day. Yeah. Like it just didn't blip the same way. Mm. And so I, you know, would do things but like, he was a french toast yeah <laughs> i i wouldn't i would just oh, say yeah. hey happy birthday and here's oh, your birthday birth- present we got and we'll go to dinner or do something but it wasn't like you know yeah. i didn't make a banner or a crown yeah. or yeah anyway and so it was kind of just the communication of hey this is what i expected would happen this didn't happen and i've gotten better mm. he's for sure i benefit from his love of birthday love birthday love and (laughs) and just he's really good at those types of things and I'm sometimes not and so it's created a little different consciousness for me Mm -hmm. and also I think for him realizing that it's not personal it just wasn't and neither one's exactly right right. or exactly wrong yeah like we can have two different different traditions we can have two different ways we prefer it but 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 communicating the expectation changed the way that then we perceive what the other one is doing and how they're doing it. So, yeah. So communication is key when it comes to expectations. So it's not bad to have expectations. No. Expectations are actually important inside of they relationships. They teach us about ourselves right? and our hopes and our dreams. Yeah. Tell more. Tell us more, Becky. What do you mean by that? Well, when I understand my expectations, I can think what I am hoping or what what brings me peace, what I feel like brings me peace or what I hope for, or it also exposes shame messages. If this happens, that would mean this about me. Yeah. So it teaches us about ourselves. Um, so it, it's such a great place for good work and it can be really exhausting because there's a lot underneath. No doubt. Thank you. And I think, I think that um, holidays accentuate all of that so much because there are so many people involved with so many different expectations Mm -hmm. and very few of them have communicated them to anyone. Mm -hmm. And so it was called it emotional or expectation bumper cars. (laughs) We just come and we're just banging our expectations off of one another and nobody's like clearly, you know, expressing what they're wanting or needing. And so, you know, we've got, multiple people having disappointment or frustration or other experiences because it's never been communicated. And then it heightens into these. And they're usually with people that you love the most. So it feels that much more intense. Yes. I love Liz's visuals. I can't tell you how much (laughs) it teaches me so much. Like I can talk through things and then she'll give me a visual and I'll laugh and then it'll be in my mind. And I'm like, it expands everything I 
<laughs> and once in a while, you'll be like, yeah, I wish that I was absolutely yeah, no. no more. I wish I'd never, never had Because that I was just about to <laughs> say true. that Absolute. the holidays are kind of like, I think, like practicing being honest with expectations. I was going to say, maybe try it around like Groundhog Day. Because mm-hmm. once you get to November, December, yeah. it flares up like hemorrhoids. And then you're trying to, <laughs> you're you, trying, <laughs> well, enjoy your holidays. Gathered around your Christmas tree with, with Santa. <laughs> but I think it flares up and then you're in the middle of the, the trigger as you're trying to solve it. It's tough. Your point before that was so good. It is a tough place to start. No, but like, okay, I'm going to do this. But hopefully there's one or two things today as you listen to this podcast that you're going to say, okay, that I'm, I'm going to do that this, this holiday, because this is a, this is a lifelong, truly the, the expectations that we have today are just kind of the cover for the ones that are underneath and underneath. And I mean, there's just all, we're going to, we're not going to get out of this life having uncovered. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. So if relations are what matter most and expectations are okay inside of our relationships and communication is critical when it comes to expectations, what is a gift? What is a gift that you can give yourself or give someone that you love? So here's the truth about me with gifts and expectations. I don't like them. I don't, I don't like Christmas gifts. <laughs> I don't like it because all of a sudden I feel this like... I got to get something. I got to get something. I I really love this person. I've got to get something good. And, and I, I can hear all my shame. I trust me. I see it. I hear it, but I don't like it. And I just turn off. Like, I'm like, I'm not getting together. And I, I do that for birthdays. I do it. There's this thing in me that says, we were all wondering. (laughs) (laughs) She acts like we didn't know that. (laughs) I feel like I'm the gift. (laughs) Yeah, we, we did know that. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> she is Sleeping Beauty, people. No, but I mean, you guys would know that. But that, so to me, I think, how can I let go of the expectation? I don't know if it's that I grew up with, show grandma how happy you are, or, you know, make sure your friends know mm. that you loved their present. And, and I'm looking for that from other people. Or I'm afraid of that. Like, I really, if I do get a gift, I'd like to generally just leave it on the doorstep if, you know, I don't want to seek <laughs> the witness protection program <laughs> gift exchange. <laughs> That's what it is. So I don't think I'm the only one in the world that struggles from that feeling. She's special. And I, <laughs> but so for me, I think, okay, that's something I can look at that I can give myself what do I need to let go of what would I need to be okay with oh honestly just the thought of going shopping for I don't like it it's very uncomfortable for me so thoughts around that feelings why would you give a gift yeah well when it's Christmas it's because it's expected Mm. and that kills the any joy and present experience and we have, I, I do it because I should yeah. instead of I want to, or I want to get to where I want to. Yeah. Yes. Or I'm not going to give it and I'm going to let go of the expectation that I should. Yeah. Like allowing all of the options for me that I infuse choice into everything helps to take away some of the. Mm-hmm. I like that when yeah, you can too. see it as like an option. Yeah. It also would be interesting to to say maybe just with in one example, let me just try it. And see what comes up. Yeah. Try what? Buying a gift for being intentional and giving a gift or whatever, where you've hit discomfort before. Yeah, it, I'm offering that you could buy one. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm offering you a list of things that you could buy me. Okay, my birthday's coming. I, I shared my love list. I oh. love lists. But maybe, <laughs> so maybe it's like a vulnerability want. that you hit or something like that. It, it might be just worth loving that part of yourself to yeah. see what's there. Yeah, because... Yeah, what comes up? Like, what if I give a bad gift or what if I like, what is it? Yeah. I think just exploring what, what is the meaning of a gift? Why would I get a gift? What? So if it's just because it's expected, well, then don't get one. Yeah. But if it's because I really want that person to know I care about them and this is yeah. a way I'd like to do it. Okay. Yeah. I just think it gets back to why you're doing it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, I have work in there to do for sure. And I, I, I recognize that this shows up in lots of different ways. This same fear can show up as extravagant gift giving, right? Like I'll give you the best gift so that you, I feel, I, I don't have to feel that kind of stuff. So I, I recognize there's whole, there's a whole gamut of um, different ways that this fear comes up. But I do think it's something through the holidays, whether it's gift giving, decorating, party giving, you know, family gathering. What is it? I guess that's what I'm inviting us to talk about and people to consider. What is it in me that just kind of shuts down or, um, I feel resentful, actually, around giving. <laughs> well, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> I want, if I can find something that I I think I would love to give you and someone would love, I just find so much joy in doing that, sharing things that I love that I think you might love. But the expect it's the expectation mm-hmm. that just feels not good to me. So, so we can look for it in all the different ways. Look for it in decorating gift all the, all the all of those places okay thank you becky liz michelle for having this come there's so many other things we could talk about around the holidays i think expectations and being aware of our expectations communicating expectations we've touched on lots of good things at the end of every podcast i ask my guests what is one thing that someone could take to do the work this week that they could just and I would say through these holidays, what's one thing that you would um, recommend or even just something you thought of or felt while we were talking? Who wants to go first? I will. I think mine are two things. I think giving yourself the gift of being honest and making sure that honesty is paired with grace. So mm-hmm. as you navigate your expectations or your disappointments, that you can be honest with them and make a very compassionate, grace-filled space to fill and experience them. That's good. Thank you. Mine would just be that continual curiosity, like the willingness. And if you don't feel able to look at that moment, finding someone that feels safe to you to say it all. And it doesn't have to be wrapped up in a bow. Just get it all out. And then you can look for the the expectations, the resentments, the fears behind it. Um, and then I love the grace or compassion for yourself and for anyone else and how they respond inside of any of these experiences. So curiosity and compassion. That's good. Thank you. I think I would say being intentional about why you're doing what you're doing. So going into that holiday season, what are the things that are important to me? Like what are my expectations? What do I want? And then who do I need to communicate that to? Mm, Because... I think if I'm if I'm going into it with some clarity, then I'm able to be honest and give myself grace and, you know, have those things kind of attached to that. But I would just have a little mindfulness before I go into it. It's really good. All of them are very good. And I think something that's really critical to uh, to just note is that when we express our expectations that comes from a place of openness, meaning here's something I would like. I get, I don't get everything I like, right? Like there's a lot of people in this dynamic. So here are my expectations. What are your expectations? I I think a lot of what we can help delineate is happens just in the verbal communication of it. So sometimes there are things that feel really stuck in my head or, or that I'm struggling with. But if I call somebody and just I'm able to talk it through. It's funny how it'll kind of settle and I can just see it more clearly. And so sometimes those expectations that may not have been very realistic, just verbalizing or communicating them helps me go, that might need to shift a little bit. That one, I probably need to back up a little bit. So if I can communicate them, it creates honesty and openness with somebody else. It also helps me identify the things that are probably a little more reasonable. Yes. I'll have, I I will help clients learn um, how to communicate with people that they love, the things that we're talking about. And I, so often I will hear, can I say that? Mm -hmm. And I'll say, is it honest? 
and is it responsible? Like, are you, are you, are you being responsible? Integrous to you? Yeah. Yes, you can say it. But so many people believe, oh, I could never share and I could never ask for that or I could never share that. It is so beautiful to me to watch the connections that happen in people's lives yeah. when they're willing to just be vulnerable and share. And I, I love what you were saying about share your expectations and invite other people to share their yes. script yes. with you too. Yes. Because then it becomes instead of just one person leading it out which is often where I think where right. the resentment comes from, yeah. where yeah. people can say, oh, well, we can I'm clearly a- see where this is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> With sleeping like, beauty. Let's shift our expectations. <laughs> this isn't good. You know, it's like I'm yeah. expecting everyone up at 530. Yeah. They're like, I was hoping to sleep till two. Yeah. Like, hmm. We, we yeah, somewhere yeah, in need to, yeah. yeah. And oftentimes, if I can seek to understand them even first, yeah. it will shift in me because I'm assuming something or have a story in my mind. And when I understand them first, so seeking first to understand, you know, I think is such a, a beautiful thing inside of expressing expectations. Then I can refilter it through to see if I'm landing inside of my integrity when I express. That's good. Thank you, Liz, Becky, Michelle. I love you guys. I'm committing from this podcast. Honestly, I feel very uncomfortable saying this. <laughs> I'm committing to spending time. I just distract from the gift giving thing. I just don't even like, I just say, oh, I don't like, I don't. I, I don't do that. I'm committed to get curious around that and to get more honest about it and to let go of my fears surrounding that. I also, my, my last thing would be gather with friends. Find a time to sit and chat with people that matter most to you. You don't have to decorate. You don't have to look good. You can color coordinate if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you will have many choices in your days and in your week. We hope you'll choose to do the work. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience, or ask me a question, go to coachchristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire, and we'll be in touch with you soon. There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.